What's up, you guys? Welcome to the September 5th edition of the Roto-World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to do part four of our little Yahoo series, breaking down positions and rankings and how we feel about them and all that position eligibility. And with me to do so and not talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo's ranking for the first time is Ryan Knoss. What's up, man? Uh, not much, man. I'm loving all this pre-draft talk, analysis, breaking down the ranks. This is one of the best parts of the season for me, so... For sure. We'll have to do the ESPN ones as well uh, when they kind of get things sorted out. And I was looking at uh, ESPN rankings, and they had a, they, they really bumped Curry down in uh, their points per game. That surprised me a little bit. I expect them to drop a little, but yeah. they had them drop like six points a game. I was like, oh, all right. That's harsh. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting to yeah. get there. And well, yeah, you, you mentioned you're going to not discuss Giannis for the first time in uh, <laughs> all these podcasts. And I did a little quick look because Yahoo is famous for being very liberal with their position eligibility. And going through these power forwards, I started to think just how many of them there were. Um, and sure enough, so I, I just did a quick look. So of every eligible player in their system, from uh, let's do least to most, so you've got 134 position eligible point guards, 144 centers, 173 small forwards. Then you jump all the way up to 192 power forwards and 195 shooting guards. Jeez. So, and I've found in, in analysis from years past, it's been pretty much the same thing. Shooting guards and power forwards, there's always more of. Um, and I think it's because they just tend to, they err on the side of rounding up maybe so like point guards can be shooting guards but not so much vice versa uh they tend to think that power forwards can be centers you get a lot of those you know pfc designations uh but not so much power forwards being small forwards so however it works out shooting guards and power forwards are always top top of the list for eligibility yeah and centers don't usually go like you said point guards more point guards go the other way so i guess that helps that way and then centers are like you said if you're a center you're a center yeah so, like Gasol, that's Marc Gasol. Although, Bogut, you, you, know. yeah, you say that, but then as we talk later, uh, Dwight Howard and Andre Drummond both make the cut this, this <laughs> yeah. day. So Yeah, and what was, the, um, what was the most ridiculous one we were talking about yesterday? Uh, um, Alan Crabb. Had uh, yeah, there. Alan Crabb, yeah. And then also I thought Terrence Jones getting small forward was really bad. Yeah, there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so let's get into this. Again, a lot of repeats here. And for small forward, the first 11 small forwards were dual eligible. So most of them are in this here. And then actually 17 of 18 were dual eligible as well with Otto Porter as the exception. So yeah, KD, we talk about this all all day. Do we, we don't need to talk about Kevin Durant anymore. Yeah, we can. Uh, you mentioned the redundancy. I think we can do our, yeah, our listeners top four. a favor by skipping over some of these guys. Yeah, is your top four still the same? Did or did you make any tweaks to what you're thinking top four wise? I forget what I said last time, but I... Um, I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid on Harden as a number one in 8-cat. Um, yeah, but no, otherwise pretty much the same. I think Durant's still in that top four grouping for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I still have Harden, Curry, Durant, Westbrook. I think I'm probably in the low man on Westbrook. But I, if you could go any which way, and I won't fight you, um, they're, they're all really close. Yeah, that's the thing. I had, and I would say that Kawhi is like right on the cusp for me and I had the number six pick in a draft last night and I was like ah shoot because I'd, I'd love to be in that little top five grouping but I ended up getting uh, Kawhi anyway I think. yep Towns went four over KD he, oh that's right that's that's how Kawhi felt to me yeah yeah all right wouldn't, so what's up no I was gonna say I wouldn't take Cat that high but I do love him yeah uh so yeah uh yeah I have him what you have we have him six right you have him six yeah I have him six yeah. yep yep uh okay so uh, Anthony Davis, we haven't talked about him yet. 
Uh, he is quite the he's quite the, the tough one to project here. Had a kind of a down year last year after he gave us a really really delicious setup, but his blocks mm-hmm. dropped a little bit. The threes they came up a little bit, but they weren't really there. We didn't see the complete scoring explosion. So, what are your thoughts uh, on Davis, and where would you want to take him? Uh, I took him in the first mock draft I did this season. It was an uh, eight cat roto, and I took him at I think number eight. Um, which is pretty much the sweet spot for me. I think anywhere from 7 to 10, I'd be fine taking him. Um, you look at last year, he was pretty much everyone's consensus number one. Um, actually, to toot my own horn, put Curry ahead of him in, in nine cat, or eight cat, rather. But in any case, um, you know, his talent's un- undeniable. And he came in, he, he was number fifth overall in nine cat value last year, despite missing 21 games. So that just tells you his incredible per game value. So... Even if you assume that he misses a dozen games, he's still a potential top three guy, which is ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, I'm fine taking him right, right before the turn. Yeah, and he's still 23 years old, so oh, yeah. we haven't even seen the ceiling yet. He came in super raw, and he's just a complete freak. So, yeah, I'm a little bit scared to take him. Uh, I have him. This is, this is the thing. We talked about that first four, and that second four for me really separates themselves. I've talked about this on every pod. The, um, like you said, the Kawhi, Cat. Giannis Paul it's it's hard for me to put Davis who's missed so many games in that group but again I can't fault you man his ceiling is just as high as anyone's yeah okay so moving on to Paul George uh, going late first that's where he should go Yahoo has him 10 we talked about him uh last week on Friday with Dr. A um, we both were like yeah late late and then I we talked about the Paul George uh, Millsap, LeBron, kind of tier there. So what do you? What are your thoughts with with Paul versus George, or does Millsap fit in there for you as well? Uh, yeah, for sure. I love Millsap, so I'd mm-hmm. I'd put him right in that grouping. Um, <clears throat> can't really argue anyway. I've never been a huge James fan, but I think this year people are starting to catch on that he's not a top five guy, so he's falling into that you know ten, eleven, twelve range. Um, so yeah, how how you want to flip him around depends a lot on the uh, which kind of fantasy format you're using if it's scoring eight cat nine cat um they're right there i'd probably take george ahead of lebron and maybe Millsap just by a hair but i, I love Millsap, so that's tough for me yeah i had it Millsap, george lebron uh, on that pod and it's it's pretty close but man i love Millsap and i love getting points late so yeah I'll, how do you rather... think he's gonna you think dwight's gonna affect him at all better or worse i think uh i think Millsap's in a better spot this year uh, Dwight's not going to make it through a season, uh, so uh, he may hurt his rebounds a little bit. But I think Millsap will have probably cleaner looks, and he could take more chances defensively. And he's in a good spot, man. Really like what he's going to do, and no more Teague, so I think he's going to create more. We'll see what Schroeder does. Schroeder's going to turn the ball over a million times, but I think Schroeder's yeah. a little bit of a better distributor uh, overall. Not not in percentage of passes, but he likes to pass more than Teague does. He's more of a scorer. Okay, so moving on to Draymond Green at number 16, which we talked about as well. He's dual eligible, of course. Um, so what do you, I, I asked Steve this on Friday. Do you see him being affected by KD? Yeah, I don't see how he couldn't be affected by him. Um, <laughs> I mean, neg- like negatively positive enough to worry? Yeah, no, no, no. You know, I, I get you. I was yeah. going negatively. I thought that okay. was the, oh, okay. the implication. Okay. Yeah, I think... I think you know, his usage was only 18.9% last year, which probably seems sustainable. But I could see his points dropping just a little bit, which for a guy who only averaged 14 points per game, 
can't sustain much. So I think even if he falls to 12, that's it's not going to help. If his three-pointers go from 1.2 to, say, one a game, um, one thing I think will increase is rebounds might go up with Bogut out of there. Um, but I think, it, especially if Durant is going to do more playmaking, as they say he might, then Green's assist could take a hit. And that's rough because he was at 7.4 last year. That's a huge uh, anchor for his value. And, yeah, so I think that's enough to drop him down for me to, like, around... 20 whereas last year i was i was touting him as a borderline first round yep um i'm a shade ahead of you uh i see i see his efficiency going up his free throws really hurt him he was only 69 percent at four a game that's that's not good so he'll probably drop to two and a half a game i don't think he's going to go to the line a lot uh so that's kind of a positive i think his assists are just fine uh they're going to pass out of the post a ton the warriors get a, a million dimes anyways uh, so I think he's good there. I think the blocks are good. Maybe even better. He may be 1.8 from the 1.4. Yeah, so I mean, I don't see any reason to worry. You're not drafting him for points anyway, so I'll, I'll eat the two points if it helps me, on, helps me on the percentages. Yeah, so you have Yahoo has him at 16 overall. Yeah. That sounds like exactly where you'd put him. Just a shade behind that. Yep. But uh, it's okay. close. Yeah. There's yeah. other guys. Uh, I haven't drafted him in all the mocks I've done so far. I've been getting a lot of Giannis on the back end, a lot of Giannis, a lot of Millsap. I, I, I would... Much rather have Millsap uh, or any of these guys. Yes. So Boogie Cousins, uh, he is coming in at 17. Last year's usage rate leader, um, shot after shot after shot, 21 shots a game from the field, 10 from the line, uh, only at 72% from there, and then almost four turnovers a game. So the usage is just stupid high. Um, if you're in a points league, that's a horse of a different color. But what do you what do you think on um, Boogie here, who's kind of dropped a little bit on efficiency? Yeah, um, I think they have him at 17, and I think that's about right for 9-cat, but definitely too low in 8-cat. Um, I'm not expecting any sort of drop-off for him. I think his usage is pretty safe. Uh, Dave Yorger said the other day, you know, this offense can't go three or four possessions without Cousins touching the ball. And so, clearly, he's still going to be the focal point of everything they do offensively. So, I'm, yeah, I'm fine with him probably mid-second round for 9-cat, but... Uh, Probably late first round in eight cat. I'm pretty high on him there. Yeah, Boogie. So you would take Boogie over Draymond? Oh, I would. Yeah, that's super close, man. Uh, I, wait, this would depend on who I take in the first round. Like I, I don't know. I, There's I just, also that. I mean, some of these things yeah, yeah. we say we say them in an absolute right kind of vacuumy type way, but it's always going to depend. Do you think he'll be number two in usage rate? Obviously, Westbrook's going to be number one. Yeah, I don't, yeah, that's reasonable. Who, who who do you think might leapfrog him this year? Any um, any candidates there? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be Durant. It's not going to be Curry. Nope. I don't think it's going to be LeBron. Obi's uh, gone. Yeah, Harden. I don't think Harden. Lord's, Harden. Yeah, Harden's a candidate. Yeah, Harden's a good one. That's probably your top three right there. Yeah. Okay, so we'll move on here. Uh, Al Horford. New spot. He has been an awesome nine cat fantasy player. Fifty one percent from the lines, seventy eighty um, percent from the. I'm sorry, fifty one percent from the fields, eighty percent from the line. Seven boards, three dimes. Gives you some steals. Gives you some blocks. Hit some threes last year for a career high. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is very nice. Do you think the Boston spot hurts him? Helps him? Yeah, I've said before. I think. I think he's fine. Uh, if anything, it might give him a slight boost. Boston's fine with their big men firing away. You mentioned he hit over a three per game last year at 34% from the arc. So, um, you know, Jared Sullinger was, was firing away without a conscience from deep, and he was under 30%. So I think that's going to work for him. Uh, the Celtics run the offense through the post quite a bit, so Horford's going to thrive there. 
Yeah, he's he's a proficient playmaker. He blocks shots. His percentages are great. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's really the complete package. So I might even take him. They have him at 19. I'd probably take him a couple spots higher. For sure. I, I have him higher than than Boogie, than Draymond. I, lo- I love Horford, man. Nine, nine cat, that is. Eight cat, we're talking something different. Point, points league is probably not even in my top 30. But he's just so good for 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 percentages. It's just yeah. he's just like one of the great fantasy players. And yeah, like you said, I, he's gonna hit three and a half assists, and the minutes are gonna maybe even come up at thirty two. They paid him a boatload of money. Um, they, I mean, Brad Stevens has to be salivating. He's been he hasn't been able to figure out a big man rotation since he's been there. So yep. he's gonna he's gonna lean on him big time. Uh, moving on here. To LaMarcus Aldridge, who's an interesting guy. Uh, I'll let you go first on LaMarcus. Jonas and I disagree on LaMarcus a little bit. Uh, well, f- easy thing to say is that Yahoo has him at 22, which is too high. Um, <clears throat> he was really good last year. He was, I think he exceeded almost everyone's expectations. But this is just a bit too aggressive for me to take him in the second round. Um, he's a good fit with Pau, so I'm, I don't foresee any real problems there. But you're talking about a second option offensively. He's going to you know, share touches with Kawhi, who I think is just going to keep taking a bigger and bigger role. Um, Aldridge's minutes barely exceeded 30 per game last year. So that's always a risk. Um, possible occasional DMPs, even though he's still young enough. Uh, just too much risk for me to take him in the second round. I, I like him. I think he's probably better than most fantasy owners think. They think of him on the Spurs and kind of start frowning immediately. But yeah, 22 is too high. I'd probably take him somewhere in the third. I have him around 22, 23. But I have other, yeah. guys, I have other guys we haven't talked about yet in other positions that Yahoo has lower. So that 22 feels more like a 28, 29. Uh, because like guys like Middleton, who are ranked further down, Old Depot, so on, so on. But his post break was so good, and that's why I kind of like him a little bit. Twenty points, nine boards, one point six assists, one point two blocks, zero point nine steals, fifty three percent from the field, eighty nine percent from the line. I mean, he's Horford with more scoring, uh, with less dimes, and uh, he, he's really, really good. But there is the pop factor, so that's why he's not in that second round group. So yeah, I'm a uh, I. I I'm down to take him. I, I just haven't done it yet. I'm just going to be taking other guys, and I won't get a, yeah. I won't get a third chance to take him. Just quickly, uh, so. what was what was the difference between you and was it Jonas? I'm higher. Think? Yeah, I'm higher on the yeah. Marcus. I, yeah. I have him, and pretty much the turn, the first, the second, third turn, he has him at the third, fourth turn. Sounds like you're kind of in the middle there, but I don't think yeah. there's just other guys. Like I, I have Jokic higher than I than I have Lamarcus, so I, he, I won't be. I'm pretty sure I won't be drafting him. Yeah, same here. All right, Melo's dual eligible. Uh, what he, he is, he's a tough one. He slips a lot. Um, new system, another year on his body. Um, coming off a decent year, 72 games is solid for him. 24 is way too high. We know that. But what do you think yeah. is a more reasonable price for him? Uh, somewhere around 40, I'd say. I just, I, I think you're, you'd be absolutely targeting his ceiling if you took him late in the second round, even early third, maybe, uh, basically gambling on his health, gambling on his chemistry with D Rose. I don't like any of that. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not going to get him because he's still got a marquee name that people tend to target. He's not going to make it past the third round. I don't think in most drafts, um, which, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I'd touch him until 40. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm taking other guys. Like, and, and actually, I talked to when Steve and I talked on Friday. We we said Tobias Harris or Mello. Who would you rather have? 
I would take Carmelo over Tobias. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm taking. Yeah. I take Tobias, man. I'm not. I'm not as high as I think most of the road world crew on on <laughs> Harris this year. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I just don't see him having that robust a role. He's good. Like he's better than most people think. He's got yeah. subtle across the board value. Doesn't really hurt you anywhere. Um, I just like guys with more kind of explosive upside. I don't see that from him. No, I think he's gonna be. I think he can be a, a almost a 1.8 kind of three guy. Good percentages. Blocking the steal, I think it's possible. You think he'll he'll beat top fifty value or for sure. I think he's gonna hit top fifty. Okay. Yeah. I but... th- I think he's right around there and I just give Mello if he stays healthy and things go right, you know, potential potential second round value. I'm not necessarily willing to gamble on that, but I'd rather take what I perceive to be higher upside there. Yeah. I think a whole season with Van Gu- or a whole off season with Van Gundy is really gonna kinda get it get him going. He was he was really good after the break. Seventeen points, six boards, three assists. 0.7 steals, that stinks. 0.4 blocks, that stinks. I think that's going to come up, though. But 1.3, 1.3 steals, they're going to really work him in the offense more, I think. And I think they're going to take a little bit away from Marcus Morris and KCP. We'll see where Stanley Johnson fits. But I really like him, man. Another one of those kind of under-the-radar, not a big name in real life, but pretty solid for fantasy. Yeah, I don't mean to... to yeah. Get too down on him. Uh, you, I'm you pretty much burying Carmelo, is why. Yeah, is why okay, I say that. right, right. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you mentioned Van Gundy said he's going to try to, you know, chip away at Marcus Morris's ridiculously high minutes from last year. Yeah. Uh, behind him at power forward, you got John Luer. There's really not no depth there, so Tobias is in a good spot. Yeah. And just to get Tobias out of the way, he's at 34. You do not yeah. take him at 34. <laughs> you take him at like 54. Yeah, he's going to drop. <laughs> yeah, he'll drop for you. All right, so Serge Ibaka, new location, going to get some more shots. His blocks really dipped last season, um, only 62 per game on Yahoo's 9-cat. He just was not the the Serge Ibaka that we've – and that's kind of two seasons in a row. He had probably about a two seasons ago, I want to call it a 25-minute run where he was awesome. But really, besides that, this isn't the Serge Ibaka that we were taking the first round three seasons ago. No, he's a he's one of the clearest bounce back guys you've got. Um, he's always been durable. He's had no like major health injuries that you have to worry about. He's 27 years old. He's stepping into a bigger role. He's going to be you know not playing as far away from the basket. More opportunities to block the ball, rebound, more minutes probably uh, up from 32 last year. So I love him. I think 25 is fair to me. Um, that might even be a slight value in nine cat, and I would. I'd, I'd always take him around, round and a half lower in, in eight cap. But yeah, I think second round value is fair to project. I'd love to see him fall further. And in yeah. most of the mocks I've done, he has. He's fallen considerably further than this. So you might be able to wait on him. But um, yeah, I think he's going to return at least top 25. Yeah, his blocks have dropped almost from 20 and 2011 12 was 3.7, then 3.0, then 2.7, then 2.4, then 2.9. So that is quite the downturn of block output. Uh, and yeah, everywhere else he's been pretty similar around his points and kind of low teens. Another another off year for him in twelve point six, but yeah, I'm cool. I'd like to see him fall around that that next turn, that three four turn, uh, and he will. I, I don't think yeah. people are going to take him at twenty five twenty six. Yeah. I think the farthest I've seen him drop was like thirty nine. I want to say that's maybe yeah. a little bit later than that, maybe even forty. Yeah, which is great. And one thing I'd like to see is maybe if Frank Vogel can encourage him to never take another Uh, (laughs) three-pointer. Although it's good, you know, strategically it's nice to have one of your big men stretching the court. And he was effective in limited attempts. He shot 38% back in 2013-14, almost 38% the next year. 
but his field goal percentage took a beating as a, as a result. He was down to 48% the past two seasons from like mid to high 50s the three years before. So as a fantasy owner, I'd be fine not getting, you know, half or almost a three-pointer a game from my power forward to see that field goal percentage really, really uh, ricochet up. Yeah, he's got to hit 30. My rule is 35. You want to, if he hits 35 from three, you'll live with it. You'll take the, the dip uh, on the efficiency from the field goal side. But, yeah, what, 33 and change is 50 effective field goal percentage. So, yeah, that's a, a fair swap. Um, all right, let's 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 start picking the pace up here. Chris Stouts Porzingis, he's one last guy I want to talk about, I guess, in detail. New system, uh, going to play more center this year, so he may have some more blocking opportunities. Coming off, uh, hit the rookie wall really hard last year. He was coming in, and he was probably getting talk of being a first-round pick. Uh, yeah. But he's not. He's not anymore. He's slipping. He he's fallen further than I thought. I thought people would pick him up like around that that turn, but he's fallen to mid to late third. And Yahoo has him at twenty eight. Yeah, missed, and I'm wondering, I missed a couple I, guys. We'll come back to them. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, Porzingis is a guy. I think I've even myself kind of been undervaluing in my first couple mocks. I might have pounced a little bit earlier than I than I have. I let him slip away. Um, but you're talking about a guy who did hit the rookie wall. He had considerable struggles he shot 42 percent from the field uh and yet he was a top 50 value so you know what more can you say he's gonna with a year of experience um gonna have a bigger role in the offense more minutes at center as you said we'll see how how that uh, experiment goes but i like him right in the 30 range honestly i think he could he could make that yeah as long as there's no other guys that kind of slip that uh would you rather have lamarcus or porzingis Oh, that's that's, yeah. t- that's tough. I, yeah. I I might go with Lamarcus there. Actually. Yeah, me too. I would. Too. Yeah, but kind of somewhat convincingly. And then I would t- I would take Lamarcus over pretty much all these guys that we've been saying, except for Horford, obviously. Uh, and then two guys that I skipped over by mistake, and that's Derek Favors at twenty six, and Blake Griffin at twenty seven. I'm not touching Blake at twenty seven. No, Blake's quads too scary. Yeah. Um, we've we've talked about him before in the holes in this fantasy game which some some of them have gotten better some of them have remained like the lack of defensive stats and so forth but it's really that quad injury yep exactly uh yeah he's just too risky uh what about favors man 26 is too high but he'll go 36 i think and i'm all right with him there i don't think i'm going to target favors Uh, he'll play a little bit of center I don't think the Trey Lyle. I don't think he's going to get traded. I think De- I think Utah's definitely wants to go for it this year with the way they put their offseason together and built their depth. Um, does have that weird back injury that he had where he was doubtful for like a month, uh, yeah. and he's been a, a little bit fragile. So twenty again, twenty six too high, but he's he's been good at for stretches. Yeah, I mean, I love favors, and I think he's gonna. He's shown. One problem for me, there's not too much improvement year on year. He's pretty much stuck where he's at. He's been right at 52% from the field for the past three seasons, uh, right around or below 70% from the free throw line for the past three seasons, right around one steal, one and a half blocks, one and a half assists, eight boards. It's like mirror images of each other. So if you're not seeing that progress from 22 to 24, I don't know how much higher he's going to go, which is why 26, I agree, way too high. but if I could get him in the late 30s, if he falls into the early 40s, I'll take him every time. Yep, that's about right. Uh, okay, so Kevin Love, he's fallen a lot. I've seen him go in the 50s, and Yahoo has him at 31. People just saw too much Kevin Love in the postseason, uh, and the trade rumors are there. But a trade would help Love a lot. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've drafted Love once. He fell to me at like 48, 49, 50, and I was like, all right, I'll take him. 
Yeah, I think that was the mock I did with you because I yeah. was surprised. I've never heard you say too many complimentary things about Kevin Love, <laughs> but you're right. If he falls to you at that point, just take him. It's not. It's kind of a no-brainer. He's got easy top 40 upside. If he is traded, you'd think that whatever team gets him is going to put him in a featured role, which the more the better. So. He was durable last year, too. 77 games, that's been a big thorn in his side. Yeah, 75 the year before that, 77 yeah. the year before that. So injuries really haven't been too much of a bugaboo without, except the playoffs. For sure. So we hit Tobias at 34, Dirk at 40. Uh-huh. He was fantastic last year at 27th per game per the Yahoo rating. Dirk, not at 40, no way. Uh-huh. He slides hard. I've seen him slide to the 70s. And I still probably won't take him out. It's because he's 38 years old. Uh, his minutes are going to come down again. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I just can't do it. Can't take the plunge. Yeah, he keeps doing the the Tim Duncan on us, and <laughs> yeah. we we say we say he's going to drop off, and he just posts another top forty year, and we shrug and move on and say the same thing the next year, and that's that's what I'm doing again. Yep. Uh, so where if if he falls, where are you where are you going? Where, where, you know, where would you be I going have, to take him? I, I haven't had him in any mocks, and every time I see him, there's just always a younger player with. To my eyes, more upside. Um, so I don't. Maybe yeah. If he falls to like seventy, I'd I'd take him for sure. Yeah, that sounds about right. But again, uh, even at seventy, like I'd rather I'd rather roll the dice on D'Angelo Russell or obviously Miles Turner. Like uh, I I just can't see myself taking Dirk. I, it's just, yeah, it's even tough. at like even at like ninety, I'll still find someone at <laughs> ninety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm in like a normal draft, in a draft. So if you're yeah, if you're drafting ahead of Mike, don't worry about him yeah, taking pretty much Dirk for the next round. Anyone old, if you're looking at an older guy and I'm behind you, if you're picking 11th and I'm 12th, like don't worry about it. You're <laughs> you're gonna the, get him on the turn. Yeah, just pick him on the back end. All right, so moving on, Rudy Gay. I bashed him pretty hard on the last pod uh, for trade rumors and just not really being a team player. I guess he's had the comments where he's not been in a bad spot not on the same page where he had vladi call him <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and he didn't have him call him but vladi called to make sure he was cool and it's just very very tumultuous situation for him so uh, and a trade's gonna hurt you would think so no thank you at 45 no thank you at 75 uh for me another guy i won't touch yeah and this is a guy there's a couple more of them but anytime there's trade rumors and you don't know where a guy's gonna go um, that's always one more reason for me to be leery of him on draft day because you just, you know, maybe he'll get traded into a better situation like Kevin Love. Um, but more often than not, even if it's just the simple fact of adjusting to new teammates, adjusting to a new scheme, a new coaches, even just living in a new city, um, it just takes takes a while for guys to adjust. And usually there's an inevitable dip, and then in time they get better and improve. But, yeah, just one more reason not to like gay. Um just nag- little nagging injuries over the years. The what was it, an Achilles thing that he said yeah. this summer has been like bothering him for two years. Yeah, you don't like to hear it. that. So yeah, just no. Like if he falls, <laughs> maybe maybe to that like seventy range. But yeah, I still don't want him there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you mentioned that when you're wanted by another team, then that's okay. Like people will want to get Kevin Love. And, right. You know, the, the Cavs may want to give him away, but they'd be getting something back. The Kings don't want Gay at all. They want him gone. So he's going to go to a position that is, chances are, whatever, whatever gives them the best trade value back. So it, it's not a good spot for him. Nikola Vucevic routinely hangs around that second, third turn, but not anymore with Bismack Biombo in the fold. He is down to 50. I still I still don't like him at 50. Uh, I really don't like the Biombo signing, and he's kind of got one foot out the door, it feels like, with this new mentality on defense first. So would you would you take him at 50 before or after? 
Uh, I've taken them in all of my mock drafts, uh, <laughs> right, right around 50, and I've been thrilled every time. I, I'm not nearly as scared as of Biombo as most people seem to be. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he, Vooch averaged 31 minutes per game last year. Uh, he had some injury concerns, but still top 50 guy. Could have been a lot higher if he didn't miss any games. Um, he was a top 20 value the year before. I just see him, he's too good for me to let slide past the top 50, I think. Vogel's smart enough to find out a way to give him 30 minutes a game. Uh, and if he can't, then he'll be traded. But he's one of those guys you just mentioned that teams are going to want. They're going to actively give up assets to acquire a potential franchise center, in which case, fine, he's going to have a huge role wherever he goes. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I like him at 50. I'd take him slightly earlier, but I know that he keeps falling to me. So why why pounce? Yeah. So, okay, I think I, think I got the picture. I'm going to move on. <clears throat> so, Gorgie Jang. Right behind him at 51. Who would you rather have, Jang or Vooch? I'm, I think you're, I'm guessing Vooch. Yeah, that's close. I really love Jang this year, but I, I'd still take Vooch. But I, I do think Jang's going to have a, a huge year and probably be undervalued in most drafts. Yeah, I was running some numbers on how I think Tibbs will handle the rotation. And I got a nine-man rotation together that had Jang getting 32 minutes, which is nice. Uh, if he can get 32 minutes consistently, and that's, that's probably a little conservative. And when he was really going strong, he was hanging in that 33, 34 minutes, and that's all he needs. <laughs> great free throw shooter. and Blocks and free throw shooting is just such a, a great asset for a guy like him. And good field goal for shooter, good boards. I mean, he's just fantastic yeah. when he's rolling. So I would I would take Jang in this spot. Uh, I would take Jang over pretty much everyone we've talked about except going up. To, I would take uh, – I would still probably take Love um, with mm-hmm. a better ceiling. But besides him, it's pretty much him over the rest of the guys. All right, let's group here. Uh, we got Paul Gasol all the way down to 53 after his top 20 per game season. We got Nerwin's Noel at 55, a little bit concerns on the depth chart. Uh, Greg Monroe, massive trade rumor concerns. Teammate Jabari Parker behind him at 67. Monroe's at 61, by the way. Thaddeus Young at 72. What jumps out to you in that group? Uh, first of all, I'm glad we're grouping because, like I said, there's yeah. <laughs> 193 power forwards eligible. Yeah. So, um yeah, Gasol at 53, too aggressive for me. Uh, another one of those old veterans just continues to be awesome, but the move to the Spurs is just too scary for me. Um, probably take him a couple rounds lower than this. And Noel, I'm actually targeting. I think he's going to be fine. Uh, the the trade uncertainty I don't like. I don't like that if he stays on the Sixers and it's Okafor who gets traded, what does that look like with Noel and Embiid on the same court defensively and offensively? It doesn't look pretty to me. Um but I think Noel's too good. I think even if he just gets 28 to 30 minutes a game, that top 55 value, which is where Yahoo has him, would be basically his floor. So yeah. I, I like him here. I'm fine. If, you know, Every time if he falls to 50, I'll take him. Yeah, I mentioned the, the Wolves minutes projection rotation, whatever. Then I, I can't figure out the Sixers, man. I feel like uh, Nash from Beautiful Mind. I've got like... The rotations oh. on, on the window, and I'm trying to figure it out. I can't do it. Like it's They've got too many pieces. I mean, Dario's in the mix. We'll talk about him. It's, it's just so tough. So I, I think he's most likely to get traded because um, Okafor's contract's better. Obviously, Embiid's not going to have enough value. So I, I say he's most likely to get traded. And someone's got to go. <laughs> yeah. It's just the, oh, way, yeah. the way their team's put together. I mean, they're talking about playing Timothy Bawawu. Um, Nick Stauskas is still on the roster. They're going to start probably Hollis Thompson or Gerald Henderson. I mean, that's just a massive hole in the wing. Yeah. So yeah, so I don't know. I think I think fifty five is probably about right uh, for him. Uh, but yeah, if, if he's there and I didn't get defensive stats, which which I will never do, um, 
if you did, then maybe go grab him there. Um, mm-hmm. Gasol, like you said, I think 53 is probably about right for him. Uh, just older. Got, he was a little bit injury-prone before his Chicago days, too, so keep that in mind. Um, had a lot of hamstring problems and stuff. Greg Monroe, 61 now. No, no. I don't, you know, super talented guy, but too many flaws. I think every team sees that he's not that great defensively, so no matter where, if he is traded, let's assume, um, I don't necessarily love you know what his stats project like there if he stays in milwaukee it's not great so no i'd you know maybe a round or two lower than this but not here yep and then uh, i talked about thad being in a very basically going from second banana to like fifth banana in the offense so i think it takes a hit i'm not touching him to apply even with the the he'll get be good in steals but uh, and his rebounds will drop as well but yeah no thank you on on mr thad yeah, Thad's always interesting if you're punting free throw percentage and you want, uh, you know, a power forward who's always got kind of sneaky across the board value. It gives you kind of like Millsap gives you a lot of out of position steals. Kind of love that. Uh, rebounds the ball very well, but last last season he was at nine point one rebounds per game. His previous career high was seven and a half. So that's that's gonna plummet. Uh, doesn't give you many assists. Doesn't have three point range. Um, and as you mentioned, just usage gonna drop. Uh, roles kind of more, much more tenuous than it was in Brooklyn. So, and then what about Jabari? Post break was pretty nice. Nineteen point six boards, two assists, a steal. Not really blocking though. Fifty percent from the field, seventy seven percent from the line. Pretty solid. Like he's got ceiling too. He's coming off in a, that uh, ACL tear, so he's he's going to play more small forward. Probably should shoot some more threes. Interesting pick right around there, but that, I still don't see the high ceiling that I'd want to take in that spot. Um, with yep, another guy. I think you're targeting his ceiling if you take him here. Whereas yeah. I'd like him honestly closer to like just inside a hundred if yep. I could get him there. Okay, so we'll move on here. We're gonna do, just knock these guys out. Drummond and Howard together. Um, that seventy three, seventy five. It sounds like it's not an accident. Uh, obviously, Drummond way more than Howard, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so we got Andre Drummond and Dwight Howard at seventy three and seventy five. Tough to take. So if you if you go Giannis, if you go LeBron, Millsap in the first round, you could look at Putin, uh, and you're going to get a lot of guys that are undesirable. You're going to get your, um, you can get Rondo late. You can get uh, Alfred Payton late if you can take the hit a little bit on field goal percentage. There's a lot of guys that people won't want to touch. Aaron Gordon's another good example. Um, a lot of guys that just are, and Thaddeus Young we just said too. So I'm cool with Putin, preferably in a 14 or a 16 teamer, but. Just something to keep in mind. I, I mean, we don't really need to say anything else about Drummond and Howard. They're both uh, Drummond, in particular, is going to be a monster. He's going to be like a sixteen and fifteen guy again, maybe even twenty yeah. and fifteen. Yeah, I mean, we could have a whole separate pod about <laughs> punting and all this stuff. Um, yeah. I'll I'll limit myself to saying just that. Yeah, Dwight is cons- like so much worse in my eyes, even if you're punting than Drummond. That to have them two spots away is just crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, between the injury risk, the uncertain role. Yeah, I just don't like Dwight at all this year. Well, Drummond kills you. (laughs) Compared to Dwight, he kills you compared to Dwight, which is saying something. A bigger volume and 15% worse, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so bad. 35.5%. He was worse on the road. I think his his on-the-road numbers uh, in the second half were like 33 or something. It was just stupid. Unbelievable. All right, so Chris Bosh. We've seen him go around 100 or so. Um, That's about right. He's 76 on Yahoo. I can't take him there. Um, he wasn't even that great last year. He was number 38. He tailed off. He had a nice start and just kind of fizzled out a little bit. So when do you think is a good time to pounce on Mr. Bosch? 
You said 100. That's where he's been going to most mock drafts, and that makes sense to me. Uh, we've heard some optimistic stuff recently um, <clears throat> about his status for training camp. And, yeah, you're going to look at 100 and see guys with, you know, maybe mid-round upside. So I'd rather I'd take a shot at Bosch there. If it doesn't work out, oh, well. All right, so let's see if you will take Bosch over any of these guys. We got Ryan Anderson, who I will say, uh, the Houston Rockets SB Nation, um, the Dream Shake, they tweeted out a story about catch-and-shoot guys with um, talking about Eric Gordon and... Daryl Morey quote tweeted it saying Ryan Anderson, so he's really pumping up his guys, and he's going to chuck. Um, so him, Nikola Mirotic, Kenneth Fareed, Damari Carroll, and we'll cut it there. Do, would you take all those guys over Bosch, or which ones would you not? I would take all of them. Yep, same. <laughs> Fareed, Fareed I'm a little skeptical of just because last year was such a disappointment, but even him, yeah, for sure. Yeah, of that group, who strikes? who's the most interesting to you? You've taken Damari, uh, I think, quite a few times in our mocks. I took Damari really late, though. It was, yeah, he falls. I forget where it was, but he he plummeted, and I was happy to take I think it was like after 100. Um, yeah. And Fareed, I've not touched. I, I don't like Fareed all that much, so I probably won't draft him in any leagues, but I'd take him over Bosch. Uh, Mir- Miritich, I love. Yeah. I was hoping he'd be ranked lower than this so I could, I could snipe him in more drafts. But um, what tends to happen, even if a guy falls, at a certain point in a draft, Miritich at number 79 is going to be at the top of people's screens and just, you know, sort of uh, seeing is believing. Once he's there, he's going to go eventually. So you can't really get him too much. Like, even right around 100, he's going to be gone. So, um, but I love him. I, I wrote in my bold predictions that it could be a top 50 value this year. Easily. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm happy taking him around earlier than this. Been in the 60s. If if it depends how my mock drafts keeps going, and if I find that other people are aggressive on him, I'll I'll start bumping him up to the 60s. Yeah, he went fourth pick, seventh round, so he slipped a little bit. Uh, I thought he in the 14 teamer. I had uh, I have him higher, man. I don't know why I haven't wound up drafting him yet, but uh, yeah, I had I like him uh, the most of this group by kind of yeah. kind of handily. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to have a huge role in his hands. Uh, Taj Gibson's certainly not durable, and if he gets hurt, you're looking at Miritich getting in um, low 30s for playing yeah. time. And, he's, does, and he's, does a little more across the board than Ryan Anderson does. He does. The only real deficit is field goal percentage, and that's just because he's living at the arc. But yeah. he gives you some defensive stats, a couple assists, some uh, boards. Yeah, so he, he kind of does it all. Sneaky, sneaky value. Uh, and Ryan Anderson, just uh, take a guess on how many three-pointers you think he'll make. Um, three point two. Wow, three. I was gonna, I was gonna say nice clean three zero. Yeah, no, I I think he's gonna be crazy this year. I mean, yeah. super super one dimensional, but he can hit free throws also. He rebounds pretty well. Um, so kind of a four cat guy between points, threes, field goal percentage, and doesn't turn it over. So yeah, solid. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on free. I'm with you on Carroll when he slides. Uh, I wrote him as one of my sleepers for the the draft guy, and he's falls so far, man. He's, so, he's yeah. two seasons ago, he was so good. Uh, so Bismack Biombo, I'm not touching him. Um, that Yahoo has him at 86. Just, I just want to get him. Are you going to touch Bismack in top 120? No, my entire note on him was no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Chandler Parsons way down there at 87. I thought I thought that's really really low for me. I like Parsons probably about 20 spots higher. Uh, if if there's no other guys I want to target there. Uh, I'm not that high on Parsons, to be honest. Um, I probably target him around 75 if he fell there, maybe right there. around there, 75, 80. Okay. 
Yeah, so if he falls, you know, if he falls to me there, I might take him. But even then, as you mentioned, sometimes you just look around and you're like, well, I'd rather gamble on this guy or this guy. Um, you know, if Miritich is there, I'm taking him every time. So, um, yeah, Parsons, just the, the season-ending surgeries, two seasons in a row. Yeah, I think three surgeries total. Um, just too scary for me. All right, and then last guy before I do a big group. I love Aaron Gordon, especially if you're punting or if you're in a head-to-head league. Steven and I are talking about his projections, and we have him at about 15 points almost seven boards, um, steal and a half, close to a block a game, one and change on threes, 46, 47% from the field. We, we really like Aaron Gordon. Uh, that's pretty aggressive for me. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. his. Uh, I mean, per 36 last year, he was at 14 points, 0.8 threes, almost 10 boards, two and a half assists, uh, over a steal, over a block. So obviously the potential's there. He's shown nice incremental growth and in, you know, from his rookie season to last season. So if that continues, he's going to be yeah, very solid, and it's possible he could make a leap to the numbers you just mentioned. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily see it, but I like him as a you know, right around here, 80, 90 kind of guy. Yep. Yeah, he was, uh, he was 12 and 7 last year after the break, so I expect him to place uh, a little more forward and do a little more damage on the outside. He's c- compared to Paul George. All right, so I'm not touching any of these guys ranging from 93 to 106. That is Luol Dang, Zach Randolph, Miles, yeah, Mason Plumley, Jared Sullinger, Alfred Camino. Touch any of those guys? No. Nope. We could. I could go through them and say why, but yeah, we don't need to yeah, read, read read their blurbs on Roto World, and you'll yeah. get the yeah. Well, no, Plumley and Aminu, there's too much depth. Aminu's going to play more straight four, and Plum, there's just too much depth right now for that team. Yeah. So yeah, and we're good. Uh, okay, so we're going to stop at number 107. I have this guy about almost 70 spots higher than this, and that's Miles Turner. He's my pick this year. I love Miles Turner. 3.3 blocks in the postseason. <laughs> hit some free throws. Man, if I if I don't get Miles Turner in my real drafts, I'm going to be really angry. Yeah, I know you absolutely love him. Um, I think he's going to have a very nice year, but I'm not I'm not as high on him. I think, you know, top 75 guy for me. But I, I feel like you'd probably take him top 50 if yeah. you had to. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a couple rounds lower on him. But, um, yeah, I'm not worried about minutes. I'm not worried about his, his role in the offense. Uh, Where do you see his minutes super, falling? A lot of shot blocking. Uh, I probably right around thirty. I yeah. don't know if that's too aggressive, but I think I think thirty is a good mark for him. That's where I got him, man. He's gonna get you, I think, two and a half blocks, and won't hurt you on the percentages. So get you double digit points, probably like thirteen, fourteen points. Threatened double eight, doubles, eight seven. nine boards, man. Gonna yeah. get you close to a steal game. I think he's gonna be awesome. Um, for some reason, Al Jefferson's uh, 108. Uh, I don't know why they did that. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's just put him behind Miles Turner. Uh, someone, someone saw Miles Turner and was like, hey, Pacers? Okay, yeah. yeah. What about Big Al? Um, so, yeah, we're good. Um, ben Simmons, impossible to project, but he's going to kill you on <laughs> three-pointers, field goal percentage, free throw percentage, and turnovers. Uh, I kind of ripped him a little bit on a small forward pod. You want to chime in on that? Uh, no, we, we talked about him months ago a couple times when we were doing some, some rookie stuff. Um, but for those mentioned, uh, reasons you mentioned, the turnovers, field goal percentage is going to be brutal. Uh, I don't think his free throw percentage is going to help you. He's, yeah, just too limited, no three-point range. Teams are going to just sag off him and dare him to beat him from mid-range. Uh, what he did at Summer League, you could see he just overpowered certain defenders, too quick, too strong, which is drive by people, but he tried to do it on almost every possession, and that's not going to fly. Um, 
See, I, I honestly won't touch him anywhere. Yeah, he's going to have a huge, yeah. a, uh, a huge volume on free throws, too. I think he's going to sure. go to the Lennox seven times a game. Yeah, I'd take him as a flyer, but there's no chance in no, any no league way. that he's going to go there. So, yeah. what's the... All right, let's go. Um, oh, I'm going to squeeze Harrison Barnes in there. Um, where do you see his number? He was at 118. I think he's got a nice ceiling, so I, I'm cool with taking him. 90 or so, even earlier, if I really missed on points. I talked about him a lot in the other pod. Yeah, he felt he was drafted last night, and all of a sudden I was like shocked to awareness. I was like, "Wait, what just happened?" And he went, he went like right around here, like one eighteen, yeah. one twenty, or something. Um, so if you're drafting in Yahoo, make a note to kind of bump him up because I'm with you. I don't, you know, no one really loves what he's done, but everyone's seen him in in the shadow of three, four players getting more touches than he was with the Warriors. Um, so I think, yeah, he's got pretty solid across the board potential. Gonna have a Decent usage, his scoring's going to spike, his boards are going to spike, pretty much everything. So I like him inside 100 for sure. How, 85? Would you go that bold? Uh, yeah, no, just because there's going to be other people I like there. But uh, yeah. it may, like I could I could warrant and justify that, but I probably won't take him there. Yeah, unless you completely whiffed on points. Um, like I wanted him last night. Um, just to turn back the clock here for when playoff Barnes was a thing. His rookie season, uh, his rookie season numbers are are kind of decent to look at. Decent, uh, decent measuring stick. Uh, Sixteen points, six point four boards, one point three assists. Uh, it sounds like what he can do. I mean, he can definitely hit seventeen. Um, yeah, he wasn't even that efficient. He was forty four percent from the field. So if he's forty six percent, can hit him. He can hit two threes uh, with the volume increase. So his upside's nice, man. I'm cool. I'm cool yeah. with him. Like. I have to take a, a deeper look at uh, what he's done with the ball in his hands in yeah. terms, you know, as opposed to off-ball shooting. I haven't really dove too deep into that stuff, but that'll be another metric for me yeah. to kind of figure out his, how aggressive I'm going to be. His first 17 games, he had almost an 18 usage and a 60 true shooting before that ankle injury kind of derailed his whole season. So he, he's still capable, man. It's just We, we joke about him all the time. But. Yeah. All right, let's just rattle off some names here. Uh, Joe Kim Noah, interesting, but only last-round flyer for me. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit higher, but I'd probably take him, you know, right around 120. Yep, he's at 116. Quinn Capella's 117, pretty much punt only. And if you are going to punt him, man, I, I said he's a dark horse for the board's title uh, with the way he's going to rebound and they're going to run the floor. You would need DeAndre Jordan and Andre Drummond to get hurt. But, uh, yeah, he, he could, he could, he's going to grab some boards for sure and some blocks, but he's only just a two-cap player. Yeah, I, I actually love him as insurance if you're punting, because if you have a team built around punting and someone like Drummond goes down, suddenly your team is in serious danger. Yeah. Um, but if you could just plug in Capella and kind of you know cover a couple weeks with an ankle injury, what it, whatever it might be. Yep. Uh, Marcus Morris, no way. Markeith Morris, anything for you there? I'm weirdly okay with Markeith Morris. I think he's going to just plummet, and it, right around 100, maybe just after, I'm going to draft him. Yeah, Joyce Randall, pretty much... Very similar kind of player. No threes. He's not in a great system with Luke Walton. Going to have Larry Nance breathing down his neck. Possibly some Brandon Ingram or Luol Dang minutes at the four. He can't really defend the five. So he's in a weird spot, man. Yeah, he said similar to Markeith, but he's so much less versatile. I yeah. Double-double machine, but what else does he give you? Like nothing. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to draft him. All right, so it's just... Stop me if, if you like anybody. Uh, Taj Gibson, Amir Johnson, Ed Davis... Trogan Bender, Terrence Jones. We like Terrence Jones. Jones is an interesting guy. Yeah. Yep. Um, super bounce back candidate coming off a terrible year, so he's going to slide hard. Um, I would love him as a flyer pick. I think he's he's 
poised. There's not a lot of depth in that front court. He's definitely going to get solid minutes, so I like him. Yeah, and so just other guys. Like I'm just going to start hopping around here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we got uh, Ursan Ilyasova. Steve talked about him possibly going to get some shots. I don't like Ursan anymore. Um, would you dare touch him at all? No, I think yeah. two two years ago was the last time that I was like, <laughs> maybe, maybe Ersan's going to do it this time, but no. Too many ups and downs. And then you, this is probably our, one of our biggest disagreements. I hate Willie Colleystein, <laughs> uh, but, but you like him. So um, what's, what's, your, what's with your love of Trill? I do. I, well, I've just become strangely high on him. I think he's going to play a lot of power forward this year. Um, I rather like his position in their rotation. I mean, who else? They've got Tolliver, uh, the rookie, Labasier, if he even stays on the team. Uh, so just no depth there, no real threats, especially if they trade Rudy Gay. He's not going to impinge on his power forward minutes. So I see just an open path to big minutes. Um, and I'm not going to say he's going to get here, but per 36 last year, and this is with all the ups and downs, he nearly averaged a double-double at 12 points, 9 boards, uh, 1.2 steals, 1.7 blocks, 56% from the field, and a decent 65% from the free throw line uh, with very low turnovers. So I just see a guy who could be uh, you know, double-double threat almost every night, uh, give you defensive stats, really help you in field goal percentage, and for a guy that you're stealing in the 130s or, I mean, he's at 160 on Yahoo but to me, that's just a no-brainer Yeah, if he's there at like 130, 140 you need a big man, I'm cool with that but I don't See, I, know. I think he's, I think he's going to be a lot better than that, I'm just taking him this late because that's where he keeps falling Yeah, and uh, well, Dave Yeager scared me off a little bit, he was talking a lot about playing guys at the four. Uh, he really talked, he pimped Matt Barnes as a possible four, talked about Caspi as a four, even talked about Scott LeBissier, uh possibly getting minutes that may just be pumping up the, the guy that he wanted to get drafted because he obviously didn't want to draft George's Papa Giannis. Um, hmm. So yeah, he said Rudy Gay may play some four, but almost all three. So and he hasn't, yeah, sorry, he hasn't committed to starting Coley Stein. Yep, so. yep. Uh, he just struck me more as a backup to Cousins, and they still have Costa Kufis there. So the uncertainty scares me, and he, he was just so bad in summer league. I know it's only summer league, but that just – I mean, you can't even hit 30% and you're a big man, dude. Come on. See, <laughs> I, I, look at, I look at that. That's just one of those – Yeah, I know. Dukes. This is the guy, he shot 56% during the regular season. So Right, they were all dunks. They were almost all dunks, though. Yeah, but well, that's I mean, his role. Mix, I mean, yeah, I don't think he's going to morph into a Louis Scola mid-range shooter anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah, no, uh, no, Carl Anthony Towns. Carl no, Carl no. Anthony Colley Stein. Um, all right, let's just blow through some other picks. Okay, so um, let's see. We got Alex Len. No, thank you. No, too bad from five feet in last year when he had a chance. And then a big whiff on Jay Crowder. This will be fixed. Yeah. Uh, um, he's still at one eighty six for some reason. So. Uh, he's going late because you you keep thinking everyone in your league is like, oh, he doesn't know about him. He doesn't know about him. And everyone <laughs> does know about him. So he gets yeah, taken yeah. like 65, 70, which is still awesome value. Pretty much a good fifth or sixth there. Right? Say again? Fifth, sixth round? Uh, Yeah. I mean, he's going to place higher than that. So every yeah. time, fifth, sixth round, sure. Yeah. Top 50 guy last year. I'm not worried about Jalen Brown. I think his role is going to be pretty much the same. Uh, I don't see Horford hurting him with uh, you know higher usage than their other previous centers. So yeah, I'm fine with Crowder. So that would be what, 65, 80 range you're saying? Um, Probably, probably just call it fifth. So what, 49 to, 50, to what, 54? 
Yeah, I'm happy with them there. Yeah, so fifth round sounds good. Um, no thank you on Tristan Thompson. Uh, Justice Winslow's interesting to me. He he goes super late. Uh, not, he has upside, but he, he's just not there offensively. Yeah, I like him far more in real life than I like him in fantasy. Yeah, I don't see sure. too much for him to hang his hat on, really. Yeah, you know, if if contested shots ever become a fantasy stat, then then we'll yeah. look at how yeah. Justice Winslow. Marvin Williams, another mistake uh, at 214. Yep. Um, again, this guy was so good. Top 50 per game value last year. Uh, I On the other pod, I said he has done the opposite of Derrick Rose, going from horrible for a long time to suddenly good, where mm-hmm. Rose is amazing and then suddenly bad. So uh, I'm cool with taking him, man. He falls, too. People just aren't buying him. He has that, this is a fluke feeling. He had it all of last season. Yeah, yep. Well, past two seasons, he's missed five games total. And any, you know, longtime fantasy owner knows Marvin Williams is the guy who's wildly inconsistent, which, as you said, he was not last year. He just found a perfect little niche, uh, averaged more points than he had in like eight years, a career high in three-pointers, shot over 40% from the arc, which was also a career high, a career high in rebounds at 6.4. It was just a bizarre blooming of a 29 year old um career high in blocks you, you name it he was he was really like amazing all year yeah. um shot as well as he ever has from the free throw line uh some, something to behold so god bless all those who had him last year but i think he's more like a like a 100 guy this year uh let's you dropped a john henson uh just to go over quickly you like him because of a possible trade of greg monroe right yeah, just freaky blocks potential and right the potential of Monroe leaving and and Henson and uh, Plumley pretty much splitting minutes. Does Plumley getting minutes over Henson last year worry you at all? No, because I think I don't see Plumley playing more than you know mid maybe high twenties, and Henson really only needs twenty four minutes a game to yeah. to be absolutely worth it. Oh, only. for sure, twenty minutes. He's like he's like Nurkic. Yeah. He's like Nurkic. You give him twenty Second, minutes a game, yeah. he'll be in there. Second in blocks per minute behind Hassan last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we got Bobby Portis, needs a couple injuries, but his upside's nice. Looked awesome in Summer League. Really let us down once he got freed. Uh, Chris McCullough, I love Chris McCullough. Up-tempo system, going to shoot some threes, decent for steals, decent for blocks. Should get some decent boards. Going to play yep. Hurtshire on field goal percentage. So I like him late. Um, and then Thonmaker. And then the homie, Dario Saric, is also way down there. He'll <laughs> be coming up. He hasn't really been ranked yet. But he's yeah. in the system, so you can grab him with your last pick and see what happens. Like I said, I don't know what the hell is going on with the Philly rotation right now. I need some help. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take a while for that to make any sense to anyone, I think. Um, I, miss Trey, I miss Trey Lyles and Mirza Toledovic as well. Who bo- I like both those guys late if you miss on threes. Yeah, good flyers. I might take Saric as a flyer. Um, yep. Not too too sold on Thon. Uh, yeah. it's, re- it's weird to me that Saric, Maker, and, and uh, Chris were all unranked in yahoo yet bender was 148 or something like that I think top four pick love yeah yeah you're right yeah, they just get a lottery yeah. yeah chris dunn was i think chris dunn's ranked lower than bender which is kind of odd hmm. kind yeah. of tangent just uh i was like i said running the minute projection for rookies where are you pegging dunn right now i have him at 27 i think he's gonna run pretty tight tibs uh, and just go pretty much three guard rotation unless he wants to play tyus jones so i had i think 35 on Levine, 31 on Rubio, something like that, and then 27 on on Dunn. I'm a little bit off on those numbers, but what about you? So you think three-man backcourt with Rubio, Levine, and Dunn, basically? And then mix, mix, in some, mix in some Wiggins in there, too, to pick up the scraps and put um, uh, a 2-3-4 of Wiggins, Muhammad, and Bielitsa or Jang in there. I think yeah. that's possible. 
I think season long, yeah, mid twenties sound about right for Dunham. I'm thinking out of the gates, he'll probably average lower. Um, I think Thibs is going to kind of ease him into the mix and use his veterans more early on to set a tone. But I could see him definitely emerging as a mid twenties guy. Nice little sneaky kind of Marcus Smart esque kind of guy. A little bit, a little bit of steals. Uh, hopefully he doesn't shoot 20% from three after the break. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he yeah. made such an impression in, in summer league. Yeah, I mean, he was amazing. Yeah. He was like, that's one of those performances where you're like, okay, this was legit. He's just better than everyone else on the court. Yeah. I had multiple people tell me to calm down on Twitter when I, when I was yeah. him up and stuff. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love, I love what I saw out of him and keeper wise. I, I love Chris Stone. He's probably number two. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe even and, two or three. I mean, Ingram's up there. Simmons is up there. We yeah, do, that's right. I might put him after Ingram too. Yeah, if you're talking like dynasty league, yeah, we got we got to do a dynasty pod actually. We haven't really. Done we do. We need. Yep. <laughs> so that's on that's on the menu, I guess, next month at some point. And we got team preview pods coming up too. So, man, we got a lot going on, man. It's gonna be season soon. Crazy. It's coming up, and the uh, draft guide will be released uh, later this week. Yep. Possibly. Look out possibly for tomorrow. Possibly Tuesday. Yeah. That should be pretty sweet. Anything else you got going on? Nope, just buckling down on that and then taking off on uh, this Tuesday for a belated honeymoon. So I'm very very much looking forward to a little preseason break. Yeah, all right. Congratulations and uh, enjoy your time out there, man. Thank you, I will. All right, and everyone else have a great week. Take care.